What up? Welcome to episode 107 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. And we got a good one on tap for you tonight, gang. We have full gear coming in on Saturday. Not Sunday, Saturday. So uh, it's going to be taking place in New Jersey at the Prudential Center, a.k.a. The Rock. Shout out John Connery. John Connery. Sean Connery. Fuck. (laughs) You just took I'm, your name I'm misnaming back, to a new level. I am back. Awesome. Okay, good shit. Either way, well, we got a great uh, card to run down for you, and it's the prediction show. This is one of uh, one of my favorites. Uh, this is what Keep the Kayfabe is all about, where we fantasy book the biggest pay-per-view going on right now with AEW. We run down the matches, figure out who is going to win. And then we crown a King Booker. And we won't know that until Saturday. Not Sunday, Saturday. Saturday. So, Saturday. so let's introduce you to the boys tonight who we're sitting down with over in Glendale. My guy who keeps it regal, Steve Gropeschmidt. What up, Grabby? Had a dream I hadn't made it. Now there's nothing dragging down me, yeah. Cause a girl gonna push it all out the way. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously took me half that verse to figure out what you were saying. It's like a reimagining. This is god yes. awful. It's like my Shatnerian deliveries of uh, songs. I still don't know. Sasha, Sasha Banks, baby. Banks. Sasha Oh, Banks. okay. Nice. And rumor has it she might be uh, coming to play this Saturday at Full Gear. We'll see. Someone mm-hmm. dropped that rumor, but but where is he? Where is he? I can't see him. <laughs> all right well that's one guy uh down two to go let's go over to bayview and talk to my guy who keeps it freshly squeezed matt michelson what up matt did you find the keys sweet <sighs> maybe you should take another look <sighs> <laughs> Ugh, I need a shower now. I, I do too. I, I feel bad, like even mentioning that. But I don't know. I feel like Hello Ladies was getting old, so I had to uh, bring a new perspective on Val Venus to the show. Oh God, just uh, just an era where we're never gonna see that again. It's mm-hmm. never gonna be on TV like that again. Not like that. No. Like the the sit- cinematography the choppiness of the film it, it was just absolute perfection we shared that little clip in our group chat and i actually was just crying laughing rewatching that and for me i mean i was only in like sixth grade so i didn't even understand all the jokes yeah uh i just pretended i did to laugh with my uh degenerate friends that understood them so yeah that had to have been quite the uh quite the time to be alive and watching wrestling i gotta say it had to have been. And the best part of that whole promo was at the end. That was before Val Venus even debuted mm-hmm. because the promo ends with text on the screen that says Val Venus is coming. <laughs> it's just perfect. <laughs> Double yeah, I, 
and and what a great way to like you know foreshadow them coming into the federation mm. so indeed yeah punny they really dialed that in so you might be hearing an unfamiliar voice for all you listeners out here this is one of our um you know, very, very loyal listeners. We give them lots of shout-outs on the show. Uh, Charlie's actually working in Tampa. Another underwear modeling gig. You know, Florida. They uh, need a lot of support down there, so they need to call in the big rig. So, <laughs> Charlie's down there working. And uh, we got our good friend, Gary. I don't know your last name, but welcome to the show, Gary. I got to run to keep from hiding. And I'm bound to keep on running. Ain't gonna let him catch me, no. Ain't gonna let him catch the Midnight Rider. You see, you're not sure who I am. Because under this mask, I may be Charlie. But maybe I'm not Charlie. I might just be the Midnight Rider. (laughs) So that was... That wow. was by far one of the best worst gimmicks ever of the 80s that Steve and I both still love to this day, which was Dusty Rhodes um, getting, uh, in essence, you know, he gets kicked out, he gets suspended, and then somehow this magical guy reappears with a mask that has the same body features, the same voice and everything. Uh, and so it's one of the best worst gimmicks. Uh, also, it was also done with the machines uh, back in the day with oh, Andre, yeah, Andre. Andre the Giant did the same thing. You know, you couldn't tell that that was. Yeah, imagine either, Andre so. in a mask and it's we're supposed to think it's somebody else. <laughs> so today the Midnight Rider is here. You're not sure which one it is. Is it Gary yeah. or is it Charlie? Sure sounds like Gary to me. I don't know, but that's just me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you haven't heard my other voice. The hair, yeah. the hair is throwing me off. So yeah, it's tough to tell. <laughs> you know, the devil, the devil wears many masks. You never know. The devil does. The devil does. Yeah. Well, and speaking of devil, we got a lot of matches to go down. One being the devil himself, Mr. MJF versus John Moxley. But let's explain the rules for the uh, listeners out there who aren't really familiar with the prediction show. So on the show, we'd like to run down the matches. As I mentioned before, we all give our takes on who will win the matches. Um, We try to offset one another by... Uh, picking maybe like a, a dark horse or we unanim- unanimously decide, you know, on the given ones. But it's the little, little ones that really make the big difference because you want to have the best record out of this pay-per-view to become the King Booker. And everybody is allowed one kick out. So you can make a pick and you can kick out of that pick before we end the show uh by saying triple h you can kick out at any time um and we might throw in some fun little stipulations in there if there's not enough diversity in our picks to make it a little more choppy and a little more interesting because you know what it's just all about fun here wrestling's all about fun and i can't wait to uh discuss this awesome pay-per-view it has really snowballed into quite the spectacle this saturday so i'm super pumped um so yeah are there any questions boys no, let's get into it. All right. My only well, question is, when do we get started? <laughs> right now. So, 
we are going to decide who gets the honor of picking last because that is a very key component of the prediction show. The person who gets the pick last gets to hear everybody else's pick, and that's when they can swoop in and maybe steal a match. So uh, the former King Booker usually creates a rule. I forgot that I was King Booker because I'm so humble. Um, <laughs> but I guess I won last time. Shocker. But um, yeah, you know, a squirrel finds a nut every once a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So I'm into it. So I'm going to uh, come up with a quick rule. Um, Let's see here. Fuck me. I had one. and Now I forgot it. Okay. For the listeners out there, I get names wrong a lot. There is one particular wrestler that I get wrong all the time, but he is one of our most popular listeners. Gary, I saw your hand go up first. Uh, Greg Gagne. Close, but no cigar. Steve. Greg the Hammer Valentine. But what is the name that I always call him? George? You're right. Yes. George <laughs> Valentine. It came to me just I now. Just want, I just want, listen, listen. I just, you know what? This is going to be a long night if you're going to keep playing games like this. Now, you, di- you, you I did remember the, how much you struggled with Greg Gagne's names uh, oh, back true. when you did that. That was rough. It was, those were a couple rough listens that's, for, um, that's for great. old school guy. That's great, Gary, but that's not what he was asking. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's I dig up the past. Dude, you, I mean, go back and listen to that interview, and it, it, it is the best because, I mean, it the was. editing is pretty uh, spectacular. Matt edited the uh, actual interview, really? but I had to edit the uh, the lead up into Did it. Did you see, have you guys seen Tales from the Territories yet? We have uh, uh, a little it's bit. It's on my list. The AWA one, you guys will love because uh, some of the, you'll be, some of those same people were around that table. It was really, really oh, right. yeah. That's I saw awesome. the previews and I, I wanted to give my full attention to it because it's really hard we'll for me to watch to dedicate an episode or two to that sometime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. For those of our listeners out there, if you're curious what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode 59 where we interview Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel or Jim Brunzel if you're Mike. Yeah, or that Greg was Greg Gagne. 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 Yeah. See, so many answers to that question, but it is indeed no, it's okay. George the it's Hammer right. Valentine. I just would like to know when we're going to make the picks. Okay. Yep. We're getting in there right now, Steve. You're oh, right. I know when I make them last. Last. <laughs> You're right. Awesome. And congratulations on that. Let's see if it pays off for them. Okay. So should we, uh, let's go from a little, uh, from bottom to the top here. On Wikipedia, they have the card posted. So I'm starting at match 11. This is going uh, to be Wardlow, the current TNT champion versus Samoa Joe and powerhouse Hobbs in a three-way match for the AEW TNT championship. All right. So you know how much I love the war dog and I'm not straying from the path. Michaels are loyal to Michaels. So I'm picking Michael Wardlow to retain the AEW TNT championship. And it's going to be a glorious fight. Because he's going to dominate that human mattress, Samoa Joe. And sorry, little Willie Hobbs Jr. that sits ringside at AEW. You're going to be crying tears when you see your daddy get pinned looking up at the lights. So you hit a little bit of a little bit of big boss man flair there for a second. <laughs> that was. Well, you know, Mike's got to stick together. 
That is true. From, from Cobb County, Georgia over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so being that Steve's going last and Gary's our special guest of the evening, I can go ahead and go next. And I'm going to agree with you, Mike. I, I think Wardlow is going to win this one. To me, it'd be cool to see Hobbs get a title. I, I feel like they've been slowly building him to that for some time. At the mm-hmm. same time, I can't think of what do they do with Wardlow if he doesn't have the TNT championship, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, could he potentially face MJF when MJF eventually wins the world title? Oh, spoiled a potential prediction for later, but that's okay. Um, but regardless of that, yeah, I just can't see anything else for him. I'm going to go with Wardlow. You know, it's hard not to go with Wardlow. I think the story of the match is going to be um, when you when you think about um, Hobbs and Joe, I think that that's a potential storyline down the road. And um, because I, you know, you know that at some point that the ROH, um, the Ring of Honor stuff is going to start to move in towards their pay-per-view in December. And so you can see there's a, there's could be some potential with Hobbs and Joe uh, colliding down the road and then Wardlow going off and doing his own program. So it would be really hard to think that Wardlow isn't going to come out on top uh, on, mm-hmm. on is it Saturday or is it Sunday? <laughs> it's Saturday. Saturday. Good choice. So you're going with Wardlow then, Gary? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wardlow. Stevie G, what do you got, bro? I didn't get to be a multi-time champion by hmm. playing it safe. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now what my pick is, and that is Powerhouse Hobbs is going to win the title. And I feel that this will set up Wardlow to go after Joe's title at the ring of honor pay-per-view. So uh, I think just when you think Hobbs isn't going to win, like his entire feud with Ricky Starks, um, I think he surprises you. And I think they really big on him. So that's my probably if Charlie was here right now, he'd probably be mockingly mocking me endlessly for not watching wrestling. But I mean, I could take over that role real easy if you want me to (laughs) Hobbs. Okay, I like it. You know, That's you good know, booking, I like dude. <laughs> <laughs> if they book it right, <laughs> but um, if 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 Hobbs does win, I will celebrate with you, Steve. But yeah, Wardlow is my guy. I mean, if 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 this was a three way title with Samoa Joe, Hobbs, and like I don't know, Ethan Page, something like that, I would be right there with you. But I'm loyal to my dog. The war dog. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I like that, Steve. Very good. I like it creating some diversity right off the bat. And uh, speaking of diversity, they just announced maybe the match of the year. We just saw a little appetizer of Death Triangle going mm-hmm. at it with guys like Top Flight and this AR Fox dude, I think was his name. They were flipping, jumping, yeah, doing everything under the sun, basically, within 20 minutes or 15 minutes, however long they gave them. Their outfits looked amazing. Killer match, which is um, why I think there might be dropping the titles to the announcement that was made this evening. The elite, the elite are coming back. Kenny Omega, Mm. the young bucks. And like I said, that triangle put on a killer match with, you know, top flight and this other dude. Imagine when they go up against these guys who are pretty good, you know, Uh, (laughs) and it is uh, Kenny Omega and, and the Young Bucks, it's still kind of like their company. So, like, they can kind of call the shots. They'd be like, listen, Death Triangle, you are uber talented. You're unbelievable wrestlers. 
We know we make you lose a lot, but hey, this is New Jersey. We're going to fucking take this shit. Mm. So I'm thinking the elite are going to swoop in and reclaim their uh, trios championships. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to agree with that. It's got to be the elite. I mean, they were the original trios champs and the reign was cut short after what a few days i think it was so mm-hmm. i think it's just been a matter of death triangle holding those titles for a while to be fair Pac gave an amazing promo after the match tonight and truly made me think for a minute that death triangle has a chance to win this match but that's what makes the match so great and that's just another element of it that i'm going to look forward to but the elite are going to win. Let's be honest. I'm going to go with the elite. All right. So I'm going to pull. I'm going to pull out um, a little inner Charlie for a moment here because, and I hope he will. And when listening to this, will appreciate. But so the other dude, Fo- Ar Fox, that you were referring to, if you actually kind of look up his bio, he is um, a well-traveled veteran, and so there was just some really interesting symbolism um, with him being in the match tonight. I mean, the people that he's uh, Chucky e. T. He's gone against Chucky e. T. Um, he has he actually lost the title to a wrestler that is now in the WWE in his very first match. And that was Austin theory. Uh, mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of, he is very integral. He actually has his own uh, training uh, ring as mm-hmm. well. And so he just, um, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was also apropos that he got pinned tonight because I thought that, you know, I think that that's one of those things as a, you know, when you're not going over, but you're involved in that, that had to be such a thrill to have those guys be, you know, uh, put their finisher on him. So I think, so that other dude was, um, is, is it just shows the depth of wrestling that's out there in the community that sometimes we're just not aware of, but it has a really, you know, important symbolism to what's going on in there. So, well, with that being Mm -hmm. said, I, I'm I'm having a really hard time not thinking that the Bucks and Kenny Omega are going to come out on top. I mean, this whole thing's been set up for how many weeks, months now, and it's just a really difficult for me to to not think that this is going to go that way. So I also choose the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Right. Thank you for that uh, synopsis too on AR15. He he did look great, and uh, AEW is really good about that by getting mm-hmm. like these indie guys in there, giving them their moment in the sun and uh, giving them some pretty awesome matches with a little bit of time. So yeah, very good. Steve-O, are you going with the lead as well? I am going with the elite. I think um, they're going to be, you know, they, they've been teasing um, problems in the, uh, uh, d- the death triangle and they, they kind of put it on, they, they didn't acknowledge that today. Like that nothing happened in the match today, but I think that's still, it's there, you know, uh, um, Pac is the villain that wants to use the hammer all the time. And, and it seems like, uh, the Lucha bros are the faces on the team. So there's going to be some implosion. Plus, I mean, yeah, you like Gary said, this, this was title was basically created for the elite. And then mm-hmm. the whole thing happened that took it off of them. But, uh, and you know what? If they felt like the the elite was going to come back and the fans had lost, you know, didn't like them anymore, maybe they wouldn't. But they're going to be they're going to get a hero's welcome on yeah. Saturday, and they're going to win the title, and everybody's going to be happy. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's probably going to be match of the night after the main event, or I mean, it's going to be incredible. There's a lot of great matches on here, so we got to keep running them down here. Um, moving along. 
we have one, a story that has been being told for, you know, maybe even since the beginning of AEW. It's between two um, original roster members, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus. So you could see their whole history coming to a huge showdown in a steel cage um, at full gear. I'm so excited about this. Um, I'm a huge fan of both wrestlers. I can't even decide who I love more, Luchasaurus or Jack Perry. So, I mean, I'm rooting for both. Um, I think Luchasaurus is, this is going to be his match where he does something. Like, you know how I always say Wardlow is that guy where he just surprises you. This is going to be Luchasaurus's time. This is like if he would grab the 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 golden ring, how Wardlow did it. Sorry to keep bringing up Michael Wardlow, Jesus Christ. But we get um, it. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I think Luchasaurus is going to go over in this match, but he will not win the match. I'm going with Jungle Boy Jack Perry because he has just gotten shit on for so many pay-per-views in a row. His mom can't take it anymore. The abuse is too great. So um, I got to think uh, Jungle Boy. Did you think it was kind of weird, too, when he's like, one of us is a dinosaur and one of us is a man, but his name is Jungle Boy or something like that? That was kind of weird. A little weird. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to play pay homage to Jurassic Park, you know, how the T-Rex busts through the cage. So I think Luchasaurus will go through the cage. You know, if only that uh, that fat guy from Seinfeld would be like, ah, ah, ah. You didn't say the magic <laughs> word. Ah, ah, ah. That'd be fun. So I hope they do something like that to Jurassic Park. But I'm going with Jungle Boy. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Mike, on everything you just said. I really hope this is the last chapter in the Jungle Boy Luchasaurus rivalry, and either they go their separate ways and like go down separate storyline paths, or this somehow results in Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy making good with each other, realizing they were friends all along, and then turning on Christian Cage. I think that would be really just the icing on the cake if that's the route they choose to go down. So, but yeah, I, I agree. I think Jungle Boy wins it. Cool. So, I I believe uh, if I quote uh, a great winner of these uh, of these uh, pick of these types of picking events, uh, Steve, you've got to take a risk at some point. And so, I think Matt, you were the one on the last prediction show that talked about could this keep going, and what I found really interesting about tonight's episode, I don't know if anyone caught it, but there was a, a vignette as they were doing the vignette, Renee Paquette was being interviewed and she mm-hmm. kept bringing up something to the effect of, well, this is, this has got to be a way to keep everyone away. This has got to be a way to just to keep them together with, mm-hmm. you know, to keep all the other parties out as if she was foreshadowing to some degree for someone like me that, no, they're actually going to find a way to still spoil this one. Because I think the real story is Christian and Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. And so I am going with Luchasaurus. And I think that somehow, some way, Christian's going to find some sort of way of being able to disrupt that match in such a manner that's going to push Jungle Boy over the edge. And then he is going to then lead into something with christian and that will be the culmination mm. I, I, so you're saying jungle boy may become a man and just I, drop the know, whole jungle I mean, boy thing and become jack Perry. i mean i here's the thing though someday. you guys like he's yes he's gotten a shit he, he constantly is getting but that's 
that is classic storytelling. Like that's classic Ricky Steamboat storytelling way back in the day. Like Ricky Steamboat always got beat up, always. And then, you know, but that was his gig, right? And, it, and if you think about the lore of wrestling with those types of characters, like Jungle Boy, it's hard to be pissed at the guy, right? I mean, he's such a loved person and he's just always going to be that bottom up underdog kind of thing. And I just think, I think that the next story is him and Christian because Christian also was like, I thought we were done with you. I, you know, all that stuff. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to go on on a limb and I'm going to pick Luchasaurus. Cool. It's a bold I pick. Love it. I, uh, I love it. I am starting to second guess myself now because I, I think you're right. I think Christian is the story that they really want to tell and it's unfortunate. I think Christian was injured, which is why they've kind of been dragging their feet on the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I personally, I'm not a fan of the route they decided to go down just to, no. you know, keep things moving. But I can't argue your logic. So smart pick. The kickout can be used by the end of the show. We'll see yes. if anybody uses it. Steve, what do you think, guy? I uh, actually think that was some excellent uh, thought there. Um, and also, I mean, does Jungle Boy ever need to win in the ring? He's a winner in life because, you know, he's got Anna J. Oh, he's got Anna J. Yeah. That red so, outfit. I mean, come on. You can uh, lose every match of your life and you still go home a winner. That red, <laughs> that, the red outfit tonight, baby. Yes. Whoa. Um, But no, I've actually, I think there's some really good logic there. I'm going to stick for now with my pick of Jungle Boy just because I think, um, I don't know how long Christian's out. Obviously, they're building towards that. But I think, you know, losing twice to Jungle Boy or to to Luchasaurus, like that just essentially essentially hands the feud to to Luchasaurus. So I think I think uh, Jungle Boy Jack has to get a win at some point. And I think I think he'll get it in a hard fought battle. But I'm feeling less confident about it now. I like it. Yep. This is this is a match that could pretty much decide King Booker. Um, but yeah, I, I'm torn. I'm staying strong, but that may change. All right, let's keep her moving. We need to talk about this tag team match between Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus mm. Sting and Darby Allen. So Sting. Is always supposed to is is always winning. They just bring in Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's kind of killing it. You want so now you got these two legends that got some history, that are beloved. You got Jay Lethal and Darby Allen. Everybody loves them. What's the boy to do? What are you gonna do? Um, I'm talking about going with Jeff Jarrett and the the streak has to end with Sting. Did he lose that all out, uh, Sting? I don't know. I think they. No, did. I don't think he's ever no, lost. No, no, they won. Yeah. They won again at, at <laughs> House of Black. So he's still Romero. Right. Yeah, I think it's got to end sometime. And I think with Jeff Jarrett coming in, this is the perfect time. Plus, Jay Lethal always kind of gets shit on. And we were talking about how that faction is just kind of a joke. Well, they need to get a substantial win to be taken more seriously. And now that they have a mouthpiece like Jeff Jarrett, I think that's like the time. And it has to start somewhere, and I think it starts at Full Gear on Saturday. I'm going Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal. I like a lot of your reasoning, but for the exact opposite reason. I I think Jarrett needs to lose because 
part of the reason he was brought into AEW, at least to my understanding, is to be more of a backstage presence, especially with booking venues and things like that. Granted, the guy can still go. He's in phenomenal shape, especially for his age. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I think his intention is to have more of a backstage presence. So all that being said, Sting has never lost a match. I can't picture him losing to Jeff Jarrett. That's the other thing. Like he's just, in terms of like the lore of pro wrestling, Sting is leagues beyond Jeff Jarrett in the ring and as a as a fan favorite. I think in general, this match is going to be probably one of my favorite matches of the pay-per-view. Every time Sting and Darby Allen do a tag match, you the match ends and you're smiling like you can't help but love it it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things but god is it entertaining so i gotta go with sting and darby allen on this one yeah matt i love your i mean there's just this and you know i think you guys talked about this many times on the podcast but steve and i are very um considering you and Mike's generation of wrestling. This is a very nostalgic moment for, for someone like for Steve and I like to see, you know, Jeff Jarrett and yes, Jeff has been brought in AEW. There's thought that he's actually been brought in to get house shows up and running um, because that is something that he's been very instrumental in being able to do over the years with TNA and with all of the stuff with his dad so there is some of that behind the scenes things that he's looking, I think they're looking to expand on in 2023. Um, Jeff Jarrett, I think it goes back to, um, you know, Jarrett is the ultimate heel. Like, even if you look at that, you know, as difficult as it may have been at times to see them wrestle Ric Flair in that match, <laughs> Jarrett and, and Lethal for that matter are, beyond perfect heels which means they're dastardly and in the end they don't need to go over they're gonna they their whole purpose is to grate on you and then let the hero win in the end and so i i'm i'm with you matt i'm i'm gonna go with sting and darby in this situation um mainly because this is another case of lethal and jared their whole shtick is grading and getting under people's skin winning is arbitrary in there they're, they're all they're over as far as being heels winning is not that important no it's not very well said i um i'm gonna just full transparency here. i came in ready to pick a jeff jarrett um jay lethal victory but I can't argue with any of the logic presented before me. And I'm going to go with sting because I mean, obviously you keep going with him until he loses and yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jarrett's not going to wrestle every week unless they really surprise us. Not that sting does either, but sting's been fairly active. Darby actually needs a win. I think he's been kind of mm-hmm. rudderless. So, um, and G G lethal doesn't need any victories. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a legend in his own right or borderline legend. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go sting and Darby because always go. Sting. Have you guys ever been to the Prudential center? No, any of you? No, no, I have place is a shithole. This is the <laughs> perfect place for Jeff Jarrett and Jay lethal to win. I am not kicking out. With all my might, I am not it's kicking okay. out. I'm staying loyal. But I like your salesmanship, Gary. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for swaying the boys. This is this is a classic guitar shot to the head to either Lethal or Sanjay. Life's good. Like that. There you go. It's 
it's it's a it's a classic setup all right we'll see if i change my mind all right so let's keep her moving here next dr Britt baker dmd versus soraya Wow, what a match. He's been finally cleared after five years to wrestle. Soraya will be going up against the good doctor in a singles match. Built up great. Um, They've had, you know, close to three weeks of uh, enthusiasm building towards this match. I mean, how can you bet against Soraya? You You can't just have her wrestle and go in and lose, right? Right? But okay, well, okay. I'll uh, just since I got the the book, the gonads to go first all these times, I'm gonna go with Soraya. I guess the champ should go first all the time if they're so good. That might be the new rule that we have to put in here and keep the kayfabe. Was that Steve? Was that Barry Horowitz that used to go when he got announced? He would go like this, pat on the back. back. I just, I was wondering. I also must have been bringing out your inner Barry Horowitz there. Dude, you know Barry Horowitz is my boy. He actually came on uh on a cameo <laughs> yeah. and uh probably the best cameo we ever had over George yeah. Valentine. George <laughs> I did that well on played. I did that on Come purpose. On. Well I did played. on purpose. George was, Tom Horowitz. George was completely you. sober when he came out. I'm actually after after Greg took your money for that, I think he deserves a little ridicule. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Well Linda McMahon probably paid for it. Yeah. How's that for kayfabe? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gets me every too time. Long. All right. Who wants to go next? I'll Soraya go next. or Britt Baker? Uh, yeah. Um, I honestly think, to me, this match is a little bit unpredictable. I'm going to go with Soraya. And the reason I am is because, kind of like you alluded to, Mike, AEW can't bring her in to lose. They could, but then we would have to call AEW WWE, and they're not WWE, they're AEW, so they brought her in to win. So it's got to be Soraya, right? Right? I know. Well, I'm calling a no contest. Mm. I, I know they that don't AEW, do that much. I know AEW doesn't do that. I know that hasn't been their thing. But I don't even know how either of them lose this because Britt Baker is clearly by far the, one of their biggest stars, you know, and we could be argued. But I mean, from a pure wrestling standpoint, I mean, come on, I just can't see her. Lo- but then again, right to your point, Matt, like, do you bring Soraya in to get beat or, or does it become such a brawl that just it can't keep going and it sets something up for something greater and so i'm going to go out on a limb um and i'm going to do something which i don't know if i've ever heard this done on the podcast before which is call a no contest neither no contest neither okay how about this if you win a no contest if you predict a no contest and it actually happens you get an extra point so you get double how does that sound boys I'm fine with it. I'm good with it. And and Gary, just to be clear, when you say no contest, are we talking a draw or like a disqualification? I'm talking, yeah, double disqualification. Like the ref throws it out, says can't this one can't go on anymore type of thing. So, they go to the back, double count out, something along those lines where they go, they just can't be separated and and it and it neither of them are declared 
Oh, that's good booking. That's good booking. That's good shit right there. So if, like, say someone in, like, a black hoodie, then we're like, who is this? And it's Sasha Banks, <laughs> and she, like, disrupts it all. I mean, oh. do you even bring Sasha Banks in this match with a big I mean, name like Soraya? If you're going to do something, you're going to do it in this match. If you're going to do something, you're going to do it in this match, and you're going to cause disruption, and you're going to deflect having either of them look bad in this situation. Okay, uh, Steve, make your pick, and then I'm throwing out a stipulation. Oh my goodness, honest to God, this I think it speaks volumes of this pay per view that like I'm sitting here like listening to you guys, and every time second guessing whatever I had in my head, and I think that's just this, the mark of a good pay per view because very few of these things are like boom, yeah, no brainer. We've had like I feel like there's been a show recently where it's like half the matches we all agreed because it was fairly obvious. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this show is not that. Yeah, gonna, that's why I'm really looking forward to it. I'm gonna go Soraya, but I I can't argue that that Brit's ice cold. You know, she's lost the fact like a fair amount lately. But I think there's gonna be some sort of nonsense where she's gonna lose. She's gonna be pissed off. She's gonna somehow mess with um Jimmy Hader, and um we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I, I'm gonna go Soraya. But man, I feeling less and less confident about that all right all right well all of us said soraya i may call her soraya because i do say stuff like that and um gary says no contest but for an extra point if sasha banks she's been rumored to maybe make an appearance this saturday is this the match she comes into yes or no for an extra point Hmm. I, I'm gonna say yes for the extra point, just because like I can't imagine when else on the show she would come in. I mean, to be fair, this is actually surprisingly, and we should commend AEW for this sort of. This is the first pay per view they've had where we have three women's matches on the card. Mm-hmm. And to Gary's point, if they're gonna do some sort of a no contest, having Sasha come in is the best way to do it. I think just because it, Brit and Soraya are both over in their own ways. So why not just make everyone even more over by throwing Sasha into the picture? Yeah. I mean, I think I still am on the, on the, if she's going to be their side more so than anything, just because I don't know. I, I still struggle with it to some degree because of how much, you know, like her husband is still involved making, you know, uh, he makes all the a lot of the wrestlers' outfits in the WWE, and I just, you know, I'm stir- I really struggle seeing her going somewhere else, especially with her entertainment business, because, she, you know. Mm. But with that being said, uh, Mike, if if she is going to come, it is I would say she is going to come during this match. But she has to come to get the point. It's a yes or no question. Mm. Then I'm going. No. Okay. Hmm. I'm also saying no. I don't believe it. Same here. Okay. All right, Matt. Cross your fingers, bro. You can get that extra point. I like it. Got to play to win. And let's be clear. I, you know, I've done some web searches and I've like poking around. There, I mean, there's not a ton of people saying anything about AEW. This, I mean, we're crediting this to our uh, colleague Charlie as like the main person that put that in our head. Right. He could have heard it on a underwear modeling shoot. Who he knows? Could have. 
possibly or, info or his best buddy Dave Meltzer. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move along to one of those other women's matches that we refer to. It is Jade Cargill, um, current singles uh, AEW TBS champion, and she's going up against everybody's favorite Nyla Rose. Okay, so Jay Cargill's had the belt forever. It's kind of getting old. Nyla Rose, kind of been in AEW forever. Pretty old. They freshened her up with uh, Marina Shafir, I think that's her name, and Vicky Guerrero. They actually gave her better wardrobe than she's used to having, so she's actually looking a little bit better. Does Nyla Rose beat Jay Cargill is the question, though. I'm going to say she does. I'm saying this is the match that Jake Cargill drops it to because nobody cares anymore. And this is the go take a piss match for everybody. And if people <laughs> want to make it something, let's just have Nyla Rose win it. Nobody gives a fuck about the TBS Women's Championship. Have fucking um, Jake Cargill go after something bigger and better because how long are you going to have her come on for it or hold on to it? And I mean, Nyla Rose, I mean, that belt, TBS Championship. She's got a stupid little gimmick with Shafir and Guerrero. Yeah, make it make it more of a fucking circus uh, prop. So that's why I think Rose is going to do it, because I think Tony wants to do like, like uh, nobody saw that coming, like all over this card. Well, I stop. Let's go with Rose with the upset. I like that. Um... At the same but. time, I, I feel like it's going to be Jay Cargill just because the whole storyline right now is Nyla Rose stole the belt from Jade Cargill and Jade is now fighting from underneath as the champion, mind you, to get oh, the belt it? back. And I feel like if she were to just lose it to Nyla, who already has it, it it's kind of a flat ending to Jade Cargill's reign. I feel like this, is, this isn't the right set of circumstances for her to lose. I think she retains and she will lose it eventually at some point because she can't hold it forever. And oh. maybe she loses it to someone like Chris Statlander when she returns. I don't know, depending on what's happening in the main women's title picture. But regardless of all that, I think Jay Cargill wins. See, yeah. I didn't know any of that story because that's how close I pay attention to Nyla Rose <laughs> and Jay Cargill. So that way makes Way more sense than the shit that I just said. Well, when you're going to take a piss during these matches, it's hard that's to know me. what's happening. So I get that's it. That's right. It's true. Excuse I might me. Have to just sleep in my own piss because I don't <laughs> know where I want to use me. my kick out. Excuse <laughs> yeah. me. What? Gary? I think uh, Vicky. Uh, Vicky's going to power bomb Jade, and it's no. Um, the, I'm with Matt. Uh, the whole story has been built that she they're trying to give Jade like I, I believe to some degree they're moving her towards from heel to babyface type of thing. And this is kind of that slow turn. So then someone like a Britt Baker or somebody that's, you know, a little bit more heelish can come in and and try to like, you know, battle her long term. But um, I don't disagree. I do think. AEW has gotten better. They're not in NWA. I don't know if any of you have read the stuff about the NWA. Not good right now in terms of the way they um, have been speaking about their women's division, which caused a whole ruckus with Nick Aldis, which is a huge story for another podcast. I hope um, he would be one of the hottest free agents right now. Um, but, um, but with that being said, 
I, I just can't see Jade losing in this situation, seeing that she's been battling uh, to try to regain her belt all this time. I totally agree. I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm already using my, what I'm saying right now is already taking longer than I hope this match goes. I hope it's just over (laughs) and quick. Um, I just don't care. I'm sorry. I, I, I am actually a big Jade fan. I don't dislike Nyla Rose. I think she's put together some good matches, but I just don't care about this. And I haven't cared for a split second. So let's right. move on. I don't know what moving on means because, you know, it always felt like Statlander was going to be the one. And she's, I think, still out for a while. But I do agree. I think Jade's being positioned more as a baby face these days because the crowd does like her. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, let's just get this over with. Uh, I think Jade wins. Well, it's my fault for not knowing what's going on in the story, and that's why we're talking about this more. Being like, Mike, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? If you were actually paying a goddamn attention, you would know what is going on. So that's why I have to use my kick out to go back on this. <laughs> so I'm literally wasting something that should have not even happened in the present day. But you know what? I like a little adversity. Now it's real serious for your good friend Mike here. No more mistakes. Okay. I'm not going to make a mistake on this one, that's for sure. This is the four-way match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Chris Jericho, current champion, versus Brian Danielson, versus Claudio Castagnoli, versus Sammy Guevara. Okay, so this is for the World Championship, eh? Hey. All of these people, I don't want to see be the Ring of Honor champion other than Chris Jericho. And I don't know how much they make sense to put on the other person. Like, Claudio already had it. Brian Danielson's way... Well, I don't know. Maybe he would be kind of cool. Maybe he... If Brian Danielson wants it, if he went to Tony Khan and said, I want that title, he would give it to him. Chris Jericho probably doesn't want to do more work than he has to. So, hmm. Interesting. Fuck. I got to pick someone. I'm just going to go with Chris Jericho. I'm going Chris Jericho. Yeah, I think that's a safe pick. Um, mm-hmm. And that's and that's not an insult either. I think that's a good pick um, because this one is genuinely kind of hard to call. I've heard some fantasy booking about this match, you know, some idea that they have throwbacks to Sammy Guevara versus Brian Danielson, the two, two out of three falls match they recently had on Dynamite where Sammy chucked a chair at Brian Danielson's face. Maybe there's an element of that in this match, um, but this time Sammy misses and hits Jericho and costs him the title, which then leads to dissension in the Jericho Appreciation Society, which also leads to maybe Claudio or Danielson winning the match, um, which I think could be interesting. It would be fun to see some sort of ROH world title match between mm-hmm. members of the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, this is all fantasy booking, which I think... AEW does a good job of doing so regardless of all that um this is a really tough one to call i think i'm also gonna play it safe yeah fuck it danielson Mm. cool (laughs) well I'm going to go in a completely other direction and I'm actually going to go with Sammy Guevara and just hear me out on this one. Um, again, if, 
I was just, you know, I, I actually text Steve during the show and was like, and this is how I probably got invited tonight is just, I started, I'm like, oh, you know, Jericho's going over because of the way the match ended. But then I had heard something and I don't remember how I heard it or where it was in the match or if it was after or before the match, but there was a statement made that Jericho said he knows Sammy's going to do the right thing. Mm. And to me, that was a now looking back on hearing that moment, I was like, that's like a red flag for me. That's like, I'm like, okay. So like, does do any of the three of them really need that title? Like, no. And, but Jericho does need something to either propel him to either be a more dastardly heel or something to turn him face so that he can then reposition himself into the next story. Right. Because that's all where he is. He's a master chess player. And so in this respect, I don't think any one of us has an ounce and a millisecond of respect for Sammy Guevara, which is exactly why he's such a jerk and a good heel. And so I'm going to go with him. Uh, I don't know how it's going to end, but I think he's going to walk away with the title. And I think Jericho's somehow going to pivot out of this and move towards being a, a face. Mm. Interesting. <clears throat> I feel that's the chances of that are outside, like pretty outside. They but are. It is in the realm of possibility. Yep. Because if Ring of Honor is so fresh and new and Sammy is so hated, I mean, is bad publicity good publicity for this company then, you think? Yeah. I mean, so that's where I'm coming from, which is like, are you really going to like, is our Danielson Jericho and I will not call him, I will call him Cesaro. Are, are the three of them really going to be the flag? You know, are they really mm-hmm. going to be grinding it out in ring of honor going forward? Because again, 2023, they're talking about reimagining ring of honor into house shows again and all that other stuff. I mean, like, I don't know. I just think Sammy's the one, you know, what was the old Sesame Street thing? One of these things is not like the other. There's three veterans and a rookie in this match. And mm-hmm. and he is able to generate unbelievable heat. And I just think, mm-hmm. I think there's, is it, Mike, you're 100% right. This is like a, probably a lottery winning kind of bet. But I, I feel like, you know, is this chance enough for me to put some money on Guy. it? Mm-hmm. Guy, I picked Nyla Rose over Jade Cargill. So, I mean, you know I like <laughs> to fucking swing for the fences every time I get a shot at a fastball down the plate. So, yeah, I'm... no, it's cool. I like it. I like the I like the logic, and I, I see where you're coming from. We'll see if they go through with it. Steve, are you going to join uh, your friend Gary? Or, awesome. or please pick some... Claudio so all four of us have our own guy to root for in this match. These are such good insights. This is like, this is the hardest pay-per-view ever to pick. Um, but I'm going to stick with my thought of process here. Um, by process of elimination, I kind of figured Claudio's not going to win because he keeps beating Jericho. And I, you know, he won, the, you know, if you go by old school wrestling, he won tonight. He's not going to win at the pay-per-view and, and he doesn't need it. So, um, I just keep thinking we're getting close to Ring of Honor being its own show and you need a big name to kind of helmet just like AEW started with Jericho. 
So I think that to me boils it down to Brian Danielson and Jericho as the options to win. And I kind of came into here thinking that uh, Danielson was going to win, but my revised pick is I think Jericho is going to retain. And I think uh, the implosion we're going to see is the Blackpool combat club, Uh, not just in this match, but with things that happen later in the show. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, if you're not uh, buying this pay-per-view after hearing keep the kayfabe in these hot takes, um, cue it up. Make sure, you know, you got your bills paid so that uh, card does not get declined uh, this Saturday at the Prudential Center. One of the biggest shitholes in the world, but it's the perfect <laughs> venue for this pay-per-view. So we're going to go back to the third women's match on this card. It is the champion, interim champion, women's champion, Tony Storm versus everybody's favorite, Jamie Hayter. No one's hating her here. Uh, these two ladies are going to come in buns a-blazing. Um, I mean, Hater <laughs> is super over. Tony is super over. Tony's incredible. She's got, like, this, this like, uh, Farrah Fawcett hair, Cindy Crawford complexion, bod. I mean, it's great. She's got it all going on right now. And so does Jamie Hater. But it's the youth of Jamie Hater that tells me that Tony... Is gonna retain this, even though I love Jamie. I I know she's gonna get her day in the sun. It's just not right now. This is a great opportunity for her. Steel sharpened steel. Uh, and the buns will rise in this for sure. Uh, in this oven because it's gonna be hot. And um, I'm going with Tony, but I love you, Jamie. Thanks for listening, Jamie. Tony Storm. I love that commentary. Um, man, that, that that's actually made me second guess my pick. So I was going to go Jamie Hayter. She's really on fire right now. Crowd's super behind her. I will say Tony Storm's great in the ring. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I feel like every time she comes out, like she has to win me over every time. And she usually does. Don't get me wrong. With Jamie Hayter, I feel like the moment her music hits and the crowd goes nuts, I, and I get up off my couch like, oh, here we go. Um, and then the match delivers too. So I feel like she does have a little bit more to offer than Tony Storm. You're also right, though, that youth is on her side, but that's not necessarily a good thing when it's all about the world title. Um, so there's a million ways this could go, and I'm fantasy booking shenanigans in my brain. I need to stop doing that. I'm going to stop doing it, and I'm just going to go with Jamie Hader. Go with your mm. gut. Yep. Nice. Were you? What music were you talking about? Jamie's music or Tony's music? Jamie Hader's music. When that music hits, oh, oh yeah, uh-huh. go time. You get you get hard. You get Triple H. <laughs> Definitely hungry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like hungry. Tony's music because it reminds me of. Barracuda. Every nice. time I hear it, I think it's that yes. song. I always think it's that. Yes. Oh, I think we might have just found our outro music again. There we go. Sorry. Oh yeah. Barracuda. Okay. Uh Matt, Barry. you get hu- hungry for buns in the oven. Is that what exactly? Yeah, fresh out the oven. Fresh out of the oven. Um <laughs> I think that 
Jamie Hader wins. And I think this sets up her and uh, Britt Baker going into uh, into the next story. Mm-hmm. So Britt going after the title? You think people want to see that? I mean, who else? Right. Well said. And Jamie Hader and her are tight. Like, it would be a great grudge match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to imagine the like the actual women's title, the biggest title in the world, in that stable, and it being on Hater and not Britt Baker. It's just it's just hard to see for me personally. I want to see it, but yeah, if they go if they go into that story, that will be an awesome story, and they already are kind of doing it right in front of our very eyes. So yeah, this is a, this is a very tough call. So uh, two votes for Jamie. I'm with Tony. What are you going to do, Steve? Pile on or split the decision? I'm glad you asked, Mike. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go with Tony Storm. I think uh, Jamie Hader is her time will come. I think Britt's going to somehow be involved or potentially cost her the match, and then they'll have that feud without a title involved. And though I am decidedly less excited about it than I've ever been. I think at some point you're going to have Tony Storm and uh, Thunder Rosa to, you know, unify the titles because in theory, Thunder Rosa is going to come back at some point. So Mm -hmm. uh, again, that's not, I mean, I'm kind of over that, but I think uh, that's, yeah. So I think Tony Storm is going to win. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a great match. Like I said, I mean, I can't wait for the outfits. You know they bring it during the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. It t- they totally don't even deserve it in New Jersey, but that's okay. Good for them. They they need to get thrown a bone every once in a while. Right. The reason I'm talking all this shit about New Jersey is actually it was probably the most fun I ever had at a hockey game. I just got engaged on Rockefeller Center Ice in New York City, and then right after we went to a hockey game, Devils versus uh, the Winnipeg Jets. But I think we were just so on a high from getting engaged that just – Life was just so great, but the fans there, they're legit, like, shitbags. All they hmm. did was say, like, fuck the Rangers the whole game, and the Rangers weren't even playing. So, and, uh, <laughs> le- leading, and, like, leading into the game while we were, like, uh, like trying to get inside, everybody was talking about drugs and cocaine. Like, the whole, like, I heard, like, three conversations be like, yeah, I just did a keep up. I should be good. They won't find it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So, yeah, it's quite the experience. Um, I don't know if our podcast, uh, our server is out of New Jersey, but New Jersey is actually like our biggest listening fan base. But we've never had anybody call in from New Jersey, but they, they now we get the most sure downloads won't. from there. So, well, so my uh, one other side note, then, Mike, my my wife's family's from Philly and they and we have family and we we vacation on the Jersey Shore and oh, cool. um, we a couple of years ago when the Packer, when the Eagles came to play the Packers, we, I was able in another life was able to get some tickets and my cousin, our cousins uh, came out for the game and they wore their Eagles stuff. And, you know, we went Wait, to the game you went to the Lincoln, Lincoln financial field. No, we went to Lambeau. Oh, Lambeau. Okay. So now the Packers are going out there and they got us tickets. So they're returning the favor and my cousin. Yes. And my cousin's like, do not do not under any circumstances yeah wear green bay gear he's like you i just can't protect you no and he wasn't joking like Dude, he's like they are you, they're they're t- rough 
Dude, I heard they have an actual courtroom in the stadium. So when fans get hammered, they get sentenced uh, because or if it's like, wait, what is it? Yeah, I think I think they like hold them in a cell there. So then they get sentenced on Monday because the courts closed on Sunday. So there's like a holding that. But that might be rumor. But uh, I, I don't put it past it. Yeah, I heard they're the most insane degenerates yep. on the planet. Yeah, he was very clear. He's like, I appreciate the fact that you you brought us out to Green Bay and that we were treated with respect and we could wear our ego stuff. He's like, I'm just telling you as my as my brother from another mother, do not under any circumstances wear anything but just green. Probably smart. Dude, make sure you take some good photos. I will. I will. Uh, and uh, some vids and... You know, if you don't record at least three or four fist fights in the stands, not including the parking lot, I don't think you're really there, Gary. Is that so? That's the over under three. Three. Okay. I'm going to say three. And I'll take the over on that. Parking oh, lot. I'll take the over. Yeah. In the stands. All right. You got to keep get, it moving. I'll We're get almost you, done. I'll, I'll get you some special fruit snacks if I lose. Awesome, dude. I appreciate it. You're the man. He's a good listener. Okay. <laughs> AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final. This is between Ethan Page and somebody else. Do we know who that somebody else is yet? Who cares? Well, yeah. wait, what's the match this week? It's Ricky Starks and um and oh. Lance Archer this Friday. Right. Oh, is it? Yep. So is that is it? So the winner of that would go against. Is that really Ethan how Page? simple this tournament is? Is four uh, is, is yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think it started with eight guys, but it's been they've put a lot of matches on television. Yeah, and it's you know it's the mid carters. It's kind of like the king of the ring, but for mid carters a little bit here. I don't mind these, but that's how close we're paying attention. Um, so I guess we should probably predict who's gonna win out of Ricky Starks and Lance Archer if we need to. I mean, Abby, I'm going with Ricky mm-hmm. Starks to win that. Yep, and well, uh, the motion passed. Honestly, I would, um, you, well, now that it's Ricky Starks, now I actually have to think about it. Cause I thought Ethan Page, as big of a D bag as this dude is, like, it would be kind of nice to have this D bag have like some minuscule, uh, victory in some half ass tournament to like, you know, be like, I'm the best in this and get some good mic work in. So that's why I thought Ethan would be good. Uh, well, Lance Archer, it might not be Ricky Starks winning. Lance Archer has white braids now. As soon as he switches up the wardrobe, lots of times he may, may, might get a victory. The most confused wrestler in the world, Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I'm going Ricky Starks. And um, I don't know. Let's go Ethan Page. Let's go Ethan Page. because uh, Yeah. Yeah. Let's go Ethan Page. Why not? Why not? Good pick. Lock it in. Yeah, lock that in. I, I am going the exact same. Ricky Starks wins on Rampage. Ethan Page wins the Eliminator. It makes a great first opponent for MJF. Um, mm-hmm. Because, that, because that, keep in mind, MJF and the firm have beef yes. in air quotes. Um, because I don't think they really do, which we'll find out on Saturday for sure. But yeah, regardless of all that, yeah, I can see Ethan Page being a good layup or first opponent for MJF. Exactly. That actually was my lot, my train of thought too, Matt, when I saw that they would have a match at Winter is Coming. It's December. 
nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Ethan Page, MGF. It's kind of like uh, Smart Mark Sterling and going against the Acclaim after the Acclaim won those belts. So same situation, just singles titles. Bring what back do you think, the Gary? scissors. You know, <laughs> before before Matt, I, this was the 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 real at the end of the day question is is MJF aligned with the firm after this is over because that's the that's the middle ground that's the and for me as much as I believed what the two of you were saying I also am am believing there's no way MJF you know not to foreshadow our picks but there's shenanigans amiss so I think Ricky Starks comes out on top and I think that um that he is also an easy layup for uh, MJF. Mm. So you're going Ricky Ricky? Not the NASCAR go, driver, Ricky Ricky. But... I'm going to go her, Tricky Ricky. Okay, cool. I like it. Either way, I I would like to see a D-bag win this, but I also think it's a good for a good face to win too. So can't go wrong. Yeah, I think the hard part is really just, you know, the unanswered question that, well, what could answer the question is who wins this also helps us see what the end result might look like too down the road. So um, in mm-hmm. terms of when we're watching the pay-per-view live, um, but um, it will be interesting to see. But I guess I would just one other thing though, Mike, I, I would push back a little bit on saying, I think this is just kind of a crappy way for AEW to go about making a number one contender. They put so much emphasis on rankings and records and all this stuff. And then there are times like this where this booking of this tournament, I mean, think about the people that were in that tournament and you're going to tell me that was the Mm -hmm. best eight dudes that should be the number one contender. Like I'm kind of like, you know, that's where I lose a little bit of, I I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm I I get it. You have to suspend disbelief. I get you, but come it, on now. Yeah, it's kind of like, what if Ricky Starks was the number one contender? What if <laughs> Ethan Page? And they're just like, well, what if we did it? Yeah, so right. here we go. <laughs> right. All right. What do we got, Steve? I'm going Ricky. Ricky. I think that uh, that yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we're kind of spoiling our picks for the championship in some ways but i think ricky starks versus mjf is a great match no Mm -hmm. doubt who's gonna win that match but i think you'll just get the monster pop for starks because he's over and um after what mjf does in this pay-per-view he he'll he'll be he'll be the back to firmly established heel so yeah i think that that's where they're going with this we have nobody listening uh to the end of the show because we've just been hinting at mjf winning since like the very beginning and weeks and weeks before no i this, think but i actually think austin theory is gonna cash in <laughs> he did last week but Wait, no, save damn it, for it. The ma- damn it. <laughs> he cool. did okay sorry so to recap ricky ricky for steve ricky ethan for matt ricky ricky for gary ricky ethan for mike split correct okay yeah cool got her okay boys we got two to go let's keep her moving here we got everybody's favorite tag team the acclaimed who put out this awesome video tonight i laughed so hard when uh the keith lee imitator did oh my his god thing holy shit was that good i love oh my it. god captain insano 
Yes, I I was laughing out loud. I actually just saw the Water Boy last weekend. It was on TV, and man, what a what a throwback! That was Mm -hmm. brilliant. It was very brilliant. That just on TBS. It just shows you how many things are. You know, when you think about a guy like Paul White, like, and you're like, what is he doing? It just shows you how many things are going on behind the scenes that we have no mm-hmm. idea about that those guys had their hands in. And he, I'm sure, I mean, he had to, I mean, that was just amazing. That was oh, really- yeah. Yeah, we forgot he was there because he's barely on TV no at doubt. all. I was mm-hmm. wondering, like, does he still have a job? Because does he yeah, still he do one of the uh, YouTube shows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's the commentator on. I want to say Dark Elevation. Elevation. Oh, I think okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch that anymore. Or <laughs> if I if I think about it, I might turn it on. But cool. Okay. Well, they're going up against Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. This is the rubber match, tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. So the matches are split. Um, but the acclaimed are just too hot. They're selling too many scissors. Uh, t-shirts too many foam finger scissors they can't even keep cardboard in stock in new jersey because of the lines of blow that people do off of it in the trunk of their car before they go into this place <laughs> and to make these cardboard scissors to bring into the thing so um yeah uh i i don't see keith lee and swerve it's i kind of feel bad for him because like the the acclaim just came on like a tsunami they're like hey we got keith lee and swerve this will be great I mean, we got to stack everything in uh, AEW, but then the acclaim just came out of nowhere and just took the world by storm. And, you know, I'm on that wave. Call me Kelly Slater, baby. I'm riding it. The acclaimed retain. They did. Um, Yeah, I I had thought the acclaimed would retain. Um, The thing I'm keeping in mind is that FTR is going to get a title match at some point in the near future. And I can't picture the acclaimed wrestling FTR and anybody believing that the result is questionable. Um, so Keith Lee and Swerve, though, I think I could. Like Swerve and Keith Lee both are amazing in the ring in totally different ways, which makes them really fun to watch. And with that match that was on Dynamite as of time recording tonight, Anthony Bowens lost to Swerve in a pretty convincing way. And you kind of saw Swerve look at the camera a couple times during the match and after. Like, he's ready for this match this weekend. And, I mean, it made me believe that Keith Lee and Swerve are going to win it. Um, I don't think it's what the fans want, but I think it's... I, I could see plenty of scissors and foam fingers and stuff being sold even if the acclaimed aren't the tag team champions. So mm. I think it's going to be Keith Lee and Swerve. That's hmm. a, I appreciate that perspective. I think that there's some, you know, I do think there was some psychology tonight in terms of, um, in terms of the way tonight's match kind of played itself out. And now I, I, I am more of an old school thinker. And so I think they're play, they're going to play up on Bowens and the shoulder injury. And then I think it's going to battle up from underneath. So I'm going to say a claim is going to win and retain the titles. I think tonight was a way for them to try to give them some adversity with the shoulder. And then, you know, now they get a chance to kind of build through that a little bit. Um, but I like your thinking. Um, but I would also say if, if I really 
if my money were, if it were, if I were to have to put money down on wanting a match, the acclaimed and FTR would be a match I would love to see. Like, oh, absolutely yeah, love to see. Yeah, no offense, Matt. I, I, I'm, I couldn't disagree with you more. Uh, the, I think the acclaim are just like have been the quiet, the quietest like phenoms in wrestling maybe of the whole year, like, cause they've just been gradually getting better and better on putting on good matches. And you, you've kind of always been an FTR here. Why are you fucking, you know, building up FTR? Uh, like they're, they're, they're the best now. And come on, Matt, what is this? They, Whoa. I, this is true. I used to not be a fan of FTR, but I mean, shit, like how can you argue the run they had earlier this year? I mean, it's incredible. Um, I, I think admittedly, I need to go back and watch the Acclaims match where they won the titles because I honestly have not seen it. It's like the one bit of AEW television that, for whatever reason, I missed. So supposedly the match was phenomenal and they earned the titles. Um, so maybe I'm just not seeing the the ring quality that they can bring because mm. Bowens is great. Caster's pretty okay. Mm. You know, Dynamite, Caster's I think... Gotten way better. Yeah, and and I think when you watch Dynamite, they're operating at a certain level, knowing there's more in the tank. So that being mm -hmm. said, yes, I'm sure the acclaimed and FTR would be really good, and maybe to be amazing for me, not knowing exactly what I'm getting into. Yeah, but you're making based on like the a Jay Cargill, Nyla Rose pick here, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not Don't knowing worry, the story, <laughs> I, I still got my kick out. Um, yeah, but but yeah, all that being said, despite all that, yeah, I think the psychology. To, to Gary's point, um, I think there was a lot of it tonight, and I think I still think it's going to be Keith Lee and Swerve. Okay, good. All right, Steve, we're back to you. The acclaimed next. <laughs> okay. Thank Actually, you, I, I, I can't possibly weigh in more. I mean, you guys just put a whole lot of insight into a match that I thought was going to be a stone cold slam dunk lock. And I think there's a lot of good insight, but I'm going to just go acclaimed. And I think uh, I, I'm also, it's AEW, um, Swerve and um, Keith Lee could split or maybe two years from now they'll split. So, but, but <laughs> um, I think I, I'd lean towards them splitting after this. Yeah, I hope that is too, because I, I brought it up uh, before. I think they would just be, I mean, they're great as, as uh, tags, but let's face it. They got the they got the ring ability to put on a great singles match on their own, and the the tag division is so loaded as it is. It'd be cool to see them kind of go off on their own and do their own thing, and I hope they do. All right, so we have gone through ten matches. Wow. You are finally at your main event, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I love it. Uh, be sure to like and follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. And give us a like on Instagram and Facebook, too. So, this is the singles match for the AEW World Championship. This is MJF's Casino Ladder Poker Chip Cash-In Match, where he wanted to cash in in New Jersey, for some odd reason, against Jon Moxley, the current champion, and the devil himself will finally go at it. Well... John Moxley, I think he's already looking towards Sunday, as he indicated uh, tonight. Uh, he's probably like, man, I cannot wait to drop this title, and I can go on that vacation 
that we talked about. But it'll be nice to, you know, be sitting on an extra million, a little extra work that he wasn't expecting to do. So he's got to be loving that. I think he could give two shits. He's going to put on a great match. He's going to get his ass beat. MJF looks primed and ready. He looked fucking great in that black wife beater, too, by the way. He looks jacked. I saw his Twitter today. He tweeted a post of his grandfather that might have passed away recently who was styling and profiling. He's like, Grandpa, I wish you could see me now. You're the one that taught me how to strut. And he looked like a pretty smooth operator. So I think there's something big on the horizon for MJF, and MJF knows it too. I think the whole uh, wrestling fan base in AEW knows it too. So that's why this is your steel lead pipe lock of the week. MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, your new AEW champion. I've said it. I'll say it again. It's going to be MJF. Regal's going to turn and become his valet. It's yep. going to start the downward spiral of the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, so many things are going to spin off of this match. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. it will be MJF. It's got to be at this point. Um, yep. And I think what we're going to learn is the firm was helping him the whole time. Um, it may not have looked like that, but what is the devil good at? We hear it every week. The firm's in on it. MJF wins. Yeah, I, I think it was a podcast ago or so when Steve brought that up. And um, I don't often admit his brilliance, but it was a brilliant statement. You do need to recognize. I know. Okay. Uh, well, and just so you know, we were friends in kindergarten and I noticed he did not he did not acknowledge me as a heel from then. So I do have to give him a little props. So, um, but, um, but yeah, MJF all the way, I think. Like, I mean, tonight you just look at the look at the image in the ring. Like, when was the last time you ever saw um, yeah. Steve Regal in a ring with John Moxley holding yeah. his title? Never. That, like that has that, never happened. <laughs> I picked and up on that as well. That, you, that yeah. wasn't like a a clear indication. Like, yeah. just even the camera angle showed him like Regal like looking at him, and <laughs> right. yeah, it's and yeah, Matt, like you said too, there is so much. It's like MJF and Regal could dismantle every faction in AEW, and maybe that's the war path that they want to go on together. The devil, you know, I'm not a religious person, but. That's how the devil is supposed to work, right? He's the one that tears down mm-hmm. everything good, and you know, it, it would be fitting. It's a it's an easy story to tell, very clear cut, and would be very entertaining. Yeah, thank you, Gary, for that. I no like problem. your uh, your perspective on that as well. And um, Steve, I mean, I've been foreshadowing this for weeks. Yeah, no, it's it's it can't they can't go any other way. And if they do, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Like. MJF is not a baby face. Like, I'm not buying it. Nobody should buy it. Him coming out and saying these things he's saying, and I want to do it honestly, and I don't need the ring and all that bullshit. He's in mm-hmm. on it with uh, the firm. And yeah, Regal's going to, if not, yeah, I mean, I told you, I think I said last week, maybe, and if I didn't, I'll say it here. Um, MJF keeps saying he's not going to use the ring. He's going to give it to uh, Regal, and maybe Regal will use it. But it it has to happen. My God, it's like the best idea there is. And Mm -hmm. um, it just cements MJF as some despicable heel. It Mm -hmm. finally, after all these years, puts William Regal back as like the true dastardly villain that we've all Mm -hmm. loved him to be. Uh, Mox can go away. Blackpool Combat Club will just dissolve. Or reunify against you know their 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 evil like 
turn manager. It's it writes itself. It has to happen. It better happen. MJF. If if I, my my only thing would be this, if I were ever to have a moment in time to throw a complete monkey wrench into all of this, it would be the return of CM Punk in this moment to disrupt MJF after all the crap that they've been talking. It would be to me, it would be the ultimate, you know, the moment. Do I think it's actually going to happen? Absolutely not. But in a fantasy world, if I were, you know, this would, because and the leader coming back. And so, and all this other speculation about, oh, he's this, he's a, nobody knows anything that's going on right now. Not a thing. And yeah. by the way, by the way, CM Punk just got a new shirt put on AEW um, t-shirts to sell to fans. So Uh-oh. you don't do that for somebody who's not still with your company. So, yeah. but that would be the only thing I would say is, if he somehow came back and just disrupted something or also, but, but it, it's clearly the signs are pointed in a, in the, in the direction we've been saying, but from a, just a pure wrestling euphoria standpoint, to me, that would be the ultimate pop. It would. Well, it would. AEW knows that the fans know that MJF's going to win. So what better way to swerve oh. them than to bring <laughs> punk back? And it would totally make sense in storyline at the same time. Oh, it totally. Well, and everybody knew fucking CM Punk was going to win in Chicago. And what about vice versa? MJF came out after CM Punk did win. And if CM Punk did the same and said, like, like tick for tech, eye for an eye, mm-hmm. let's go from here. And he's got Regal on his side now. Like, they, everybody thinks that's the big swerve. And CM Punk is, you know, the double swerve. Hello. Oh. Yeah. But... We're going to have to wait and see. One piece of business that we didn't get to, guys, we usually, to get an extra point, we like to predict what the first match is going to be. We didn't call that out at the top of the show. Um, If you guys want to give your prediction of what the first match will be on the card to lead off full gear, uh, let's make that known now so we can maybe steal a point. Um, I think it's going to be one of the women's matches, actually. Um, it's not going to be Jade and Nyla because that's mid piss match. So I am going to go heavy here and say it's going to be Britt Baker and Soraya as the number one match to lead off the show. Wow. I was going to pick the exact same match and I'm going to stick with that match. Um, okay. Crowd's going to be hot. They're going to need the hot crowd, I think for this match, just to really get it over the line. And Mm. You know, we talked earlier about Sasha possibly debuting. What a way to kick off a pay-per-view than having a debut at the beginning. There's going to be plenty of other surprises throughout the show. So Mm -hmm. I don't think putting her at the beginning would really overshadow, like, everything else on the show. Um, Because we're seeing the return of the elite. Gary's got his CM Punk conspiracy theory, which I love. (laughs) Yeah, a lot could happen. So, But I agree with you, Mike. I think that'll be the first match. Mm. Gosh, that that is a really good thought. But I mean, there's a lot of them on here that could, there are that are totally worthy of being off the show. I I'm gonna go with the theory of your first and your last are usually your bookend. You know, your 
I'm going to go with the four way. Yeah, that was that was on my radar as well. So you can't argue with that one. That one's good for sure. There's no Eddie Kingston on the on this no. card. So, you know, what do you do <laughs> to lead off a show anyway? Which that Steve, match which, for Rampage should be really good. It yeah. will. It'll be a chat fest for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm, Steve. I'm going to pick the trios match. Mm. It'll be a barn burner. It'll get it'll get the crowd going. The result will make everybody happy. It'll it'll be a hot start. You're saying Death Triangle Elite number yep. one match? Yeah. Wow. Holy fuck. Yeah. People <laughs> are gonna be going. I mean, the cocaine will be high. Uh, people might be having seizures in the uh in the could be. in the seats. Too yeah. much enthusiasm. Jeez, Louise. Hope the drug dealers are uh got their running shoes on on Saturday, not Sunday. <laughs> so. All right, cool. Well, this is going to be an awesome, awesome pay-per-view, guys. I'm very, very happy uh, we got to do this prediction show. We do have one piece of business before we let everybody go. It is the promo of the week. So let's get to the mailbag real quick here. He says, this is IT Dan from Franklin, Wisconsin. Besides <laughs> fixing computers, I love me some retro WWF. And when I have to tell clients their PC statuses, sometimes it's bad news. <laughs> so he gives us one from Craig DeGeorge interview, oh my Bad gosh. News Brown from 1988. So IT Dan, hang in there. Uh, I know there's a lot of stupid people like me who don't know they only know two things about computers, jack and shit. Uh, so be patient with us. But we love you as a listener. Thank you for submitting this. And please submit your promo of the week if you want it played on the air uh, to keep the kayfabe. So, IT Dan, here you go. I'd like to introduce you to this relative newcomer to the World Wrestling Federation. A newcomer who is already making headlines. Bad News Brown from Harlem, New York at 270 pounds. Welcome to the World Wrestling Federation, Mr. Brown. Don't welcome me nowhere. Let me tell you beer belly sharecroppers one thing. I come to the WWE for one thing and one thing only, and that is to take care of business. From the lowest rank to the top, Bad News Brown is going to take care of business. I intend, I intend to slaughter annihilate, mutilate, and downright assassinate any poor turkey who signs to get into the square circle with me because I take no prisoners and I give no mercy on nobody. I am from the streets of Harlem and all I know is rats and roaches and I'm a survivor of that and I'm a survivor of the ring worlds. So you better tell your grandmother, your three-legged dog, and that ugly goldfish of yours that you saw history in the making. That's right, because you was there the night that Bad News Brown stepped into the ring and put the ghetto blaster upside that marshmallow head of that idiot who they had me in there with. Let me tell you one thing. If you got a weak stomach and you can't stand the sight of violence, blood and guts, I suggest that you get some dark glasses and put some tape on it and then you don't have to see. But if you like it rough and tough, and you like to see your true man in there, a man who takes no prisoners, a man who knows what toughness is all about, then this is the guy you want to see. Bad News Brown. Brown. Don't forget it. If I can interrupt you for one second. 
You mentioned some of your competition as being turkeys. May I point out that here in the World Wrestling Federation, there is some very, very stiff competition. The only thing they're going to be stiff is when they climb into the square circle with me, they're going to be laid out stiff. I, to tell you what a true sportsman I am and what a true athlete I am, I will pay for the bandages when I get done with them to fix up their little beat-up bodies. All right, Mr. Brown, thank you very much. From Harlem, New York, newcomer to the World Wrestling Federation. Bad well, there news. it is. Bad News Brown is back in town, and so, he was one tough customer. So, um, fact about... Uh, Tales from the Territory is little. I didn't even know this, and Steve, um, I'm not sure you did either. But they they attribute some of the downfall of Stampede Wrestling to Bad News Brown and some of his antics near the end of their mm. time there, because he created an a, a literal disturbance with the people in the crowd and some things that wow. occurred. And Bad News, there there they, there were some there was some. Um, suggestion that bad news brown may have been one of the people who you know ultimately led stampede wrestling uh, uh to fold damn oh yeah that's so. kind of interesting that um Stu hart wouldn't you know take him aside and be like hey I, I you know this damn I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to spoil the episode for you guys so I want you to I, but it, it's really good and it, and, it, and it really made me think about some things because then I think it's not too long after that that Bad News Brown goes to the WWF at the time uh, and McMahon takes over that area but I mean a very fascinating um story behind what he did and how difficult it was to control him mm-hmm well, I'll leave that I mean, if cliffhanger. I, if I wanted to control him, I would just pull him aside and just give him three little pieces of advice. Would you? Would you? Yeah. I'd, I'd be like, hey, man, you're causing some major disturbances, and I'm really afraid that Stampede Wrestling is on the downfall. So what I'm going to need you to do, please, is just do these three things, please. Bad news, just stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Oh, Triple H. <laughs> Woo!